Welcome to the Sosha Podcast. The hub for all conversations, spiritual and healing. Join us for everything to do with crazy spiritual encounters, the various different types of healing modalities, the Ascended Masters, and special guests as we explore the infinite realms of possibility within our own magnificent being. This is the Sosha Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Sosha Podcast. No my haere mai, bienvenue, bienvenido, willkommen, salamat datang. What other welcomes are there? Do you know any other welcomes for any other languages? Hi. 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 <laughs> Hi and welcome. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the blessings, blessings, greetings. love and life. So good to have you here. Hello again, old friend. Hello, old chum. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Sosha Podcast. This is our very first episode. We are super, super excited to be coming at you through the airwaves of the podcast. My name is Dane, and this is Libby Robertson. And we are, it's going to be such an incredible episode. I'm really looking forward to it. We are going to be talking about a whole bunch of different things today. But first, who are we? Who is Libby and Dane? So myself, I'm a certified breathwork facilitator, the founder of the School of Spiritual Healing Arts, a coach, a, I play rugby in my spare time. I like to go on long walks, long walks through nature. I like to do a heck of a lot of cool things, um, but I won't get into that too much. Uh, also, one of the, I guess, the operations manager of Libby Robertson Global as well, um, as well as a whole bunch of other things. I won't even, I won't even get too much invested in it. Uh, that's a little bit about me and about you. So yes, I am Libby and I am a certified shamanic healer. I have a degree in psychology. I'm a coach. I am the CEO of Libby Robertson Global and also the co-founder of the School of Spiritual Healing Arts and a range of other things as well, but we'll keep it at that. Oh, and a published author, best-selling author, yeah. which happened in the last year. So it's very exciting. That was very exciting. That was a super exciting time. So welcome to everyone. That's a little bit about us and... If this is your first episode which you are listening to, then you are in for an absolute treat. Uh, we're going to just talk about kind of the structure of the Sosha podcast because uh, there are a lot of different things when it comes to what we want to talk about. With the Sosha podcast, with you being here, we really wanted to make and want to make spirituality such a, a perfectly normal thing. And we feel that opening up the conversation on this platform is something which uh, which is going to benefit a lot of people. But there's just so many different topics to cover. There are so many different conversations that we can have when we come to, when we talk about spirituality. So if you're joining us, if this is your first episode, then like I said, you're in for a treat. Uh, if this is your 10th or 12th or 100th, or you've listened to us a heck of a lot of times before, and you're just finally catching up on this first episode, uh, then welcome, welcome, welcome. But the structure for what we do, we want to cover several different themes. So every diff every single week is going to have a, a different theme that we're going to be talking about. Today's theme is all about spiritual encounters. Kind of like Twilight Zone. And spiritual encounters can really encompass anything from crazy things that you've manifested, uh, maybe interesting dreams or Maybe you've seen a ghost or an apparition or you've had something crazy that's just unexplainable to happen to you. Yeah, just those like stories that make you go like, what the if? Like, <laughs> can we 
swear? Can we swear on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let, let's 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 do that. But those, it's those stories that make you go, "What the fuck?" Like that's really what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's all those things which you you kind of feel a little bit shy to share about with some people, uh, but when you meet the right person and you just start talking about it, the conversation, just goes off. Mm. You know, it just goes off on tangents and all sorts of different possibilities. So the theme for today is spiritual encounters, encounters of the fifth dimension. Other weeks and subsequent weeks, so we're going to be cycling through the various different themes. Uh, so today is all about spiritual encounters. Next week, we'll be talking about modalities. So the various different modalities that are available in the spiritual and healing space. Uh, we'll have guests, special guests who will come and join us and share their stories and share their modalities and how they help heal and all of their fascinating spiritual encounters. We'll also have stories. So stories about the creation of the universe stories about uh, the different gods and the different god stories and all sorts of different mythological and ancient indigenous stories we hope to uh, be able to share those as well to help give us a, a broader perspective as to the different realms of spirituality we'll also talk about ascended masters so all the ascended masters that have gone before us and paved the way and and shown us love and light and how to be and how to act and how to love and all of those different different people who have gone before us. We'll also talk about religion, which is a very fascinating topic and one that that I'm super excited to get into to, to help understand the true essence and the true meanings of, of what has come before us and all of those stories and helping to seek wisdom from those areas as well. Different religions, you know, ranging from Christianity to to Islam to uh, to paganism to even witchcraft maybe maybe we'll talk about that sort of stuff but there's a whole realm of different conversations which can go from that so we're really excited to talk about religion and then we'll also be showcasing our students as well so all the various different students that have come through uh, the school of spiritual healing arts uh, we're going to be sharing some of their stories and some of their journeys as well which is going to be really really cool is there anything else you wanted to add to that Libby? I am just excited for spirituality to be normalized and just interesting hearing it, just the topics that we'll be talking about. My, I just noticed in my body, like religion makes me go, ah, I don't want to learn about that. Like I want to step <laughs> away from that. I was raised religious and there's like so much that I really don't agree with. And, you know, that's, that's part of my big, my, my awakening and my discovery of spirituality was because for me, like removing any labels and removing the dogma and this freedom that I finally felt like I had permission to be myself really like that's like that's how I started on the path of spirituality like I had a degree in science and so learning that there was a whole world of spirituality without the rules and the dogma and the stigma of religion I was like this is amazing so I'm gonna be curious for those conversations and I'm sure some people listening will be curious for those conversations too yeah they'll be they will be fascinating conversations. So all of this is designed to help give us a, a broader perspective and just more deeper understanding of the different realms and facets of spirituality. You know, we are the School of Spiritual Healing Arts and it's important to have what we believe. It's important to have a greater depth of knowledge with everything spiritual because that helps with your practice. It helps with our understanding. It helps with our practice. It helps with everything. So. That's really the flow of these, these podcasts and this podcast, and we are super excited to get into it all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So today is going to be all about spiritual encounters and Libby and I are going to be sharing some of ours. Now we also would love to hear yours. So if you have fascinating spiritual encounters, we welcome it all. We would love to be able to share your stories on this platform with a bit of a shout out. You know, hey Barbara from Connecticut, this is a story for you from you. You know, we would love to be able to share these stories. And these can range from anything, anything that was crazy, unexplainable, anything. So if you have a fascinating spiritual encounter that you would like to share or for us to share on your behalf, and where we get to talk about it, dissect it, and be really curious about it, then please send those through to hello at schoolofspiritualhealingarts.com. That's hello at schoolofspiritualhealingarts.com. The email address will also be in the link for this podcast episode. But we would love for you to send them through, share them with us, and then we can share them with the world. Mm, I'm really excited for this as well because, like, just sharing these stories. I remember as a kid, and I'm sure we all can, like sitting around at sleepovers with my girlfriends and telling ghost stories. Ghost stories. Ghost stories. <laughs> <laughs> but it really, like, I just look back on my whole life and I've always been so intrigued by the mystical side of life and the unexplainable and hearing other people's stories I feel really planted so many seeds for me you know 20 30 years later to really begin to unlock so much of you know what I deemed as mystery and ghost stories and but just these yeah so I'm excited for for you to share uh, for everyone to be yeah just learning and hearing these stories that I feel like we get to speak about and normalize more and more. That's it, normalizing it all because so often we can kind of find that we're going crazy. <laughs> you know, like I, I was in that boat as well for a while, but I was also fortunate that my mother was a, and still is a very, very spiritual person. And so I was thankful enough to, to have that, that upbringing, being raised in the unconventional spiritual methods. And I remember some things, like there are always conversations going on at our house, you know, mum would always say things like, don't touch Ouija boards, you know, those are the, those are not good, you know, and, blah, blah. and so I'd always have those things in the back of my mind, or mum was always very, um, she was always very into psychics and tarot cards. I remember several different times she would take us to, to different readings, and actually one of the, one of the things, I, I, I guess we'll just launch into, <laughs> launch into the spiritual encounters, one of the one of the most profound spiritual readings, um, psychic readings that I ever had, was when I was about 16, 15, 16, and we went to this person here in New Zealand, uh, in Lower Hutt, in New Zealand. If anyone is listening from New Zealand, more specifically Wellington, more specifically Lower Hutt, uh, represent what's up. But I remember we went to this place. It was myself um, and my mum, and the way that it worked was the way that this particular psychic worked. She would get your name and then she would get a piece of paper and a pen and she would just write and she would listen to or hear or feel the intuitive messages that were coming from beyond the, the veil, so to speak. And she would just write down everything that came to her. And the way that we got, I guess, recommended to her was through my mum's friend. My mum's friend had been to her and my mum's friend was told all of this stuff that no one could possibly know. You know, there were things that came out and my mum's friend's reading Things like, um, oh, you know, you leave the back door open at night because of this, you know, all sorts of those sorts of things. So when my mum heard of that, she was like, okay, cool, we're going. You know, 
I'm feeling called to go and visit this person. Sweet, boom. So we went. And my mum went first, and she had all these questions to share. She had all these questions to, to ask, and she had them all answered, and that was cool. And then next was my turn, and I popped in. And this was at a time in my life where there was massive change about to happen. I had, I was at school, high school, college in New Zealand. I was at high school, and there was just a lot of different changes going on. I remember you know, young adolescent teen boy. My father was uh, a heavy alcoholic and was very crazed by this point. So I asked her about people. I said, okay, tell me about, um, for example, the first question was my brother. Tell me about my brother. And she said, you know, he's a lost soul, you know, blah, 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 a whole bunch of other things. And I was like, yep, that's pretty much bang on. Yep, 100%. That's it. Then I asked her another question. I said, what about my friend Joseph? And you know when you're a teenage boy and or a teenager and you believe that the friendships that you have are going to last forever. Like, oh, we're never going to part. We're always going to be best friends, best friends for life. And that's the vibe that I had with this friend Joseph. And when I asked her, I said, tell me about my friend Joseph. She said, he's a flash in the pan. He's not going to last. Uh, he won't be there next year. You know, kind, all sorts, but he's got his own journey to go on. And when I heard that, I didn't want to believe it. I was like, whatever, like, you know, this, this woman is crazed. Like, she's on something. Sure enough, less than a year later, we were no longer friends. <laughs> and, and I was like, I look back on that and I was like, wow, okay, that woman was right about that. And then the last thing I asked was about my father at the time. I said, tell me about my father. And like I mentioned, this was a time when he was, he was on a downward spiral. He was an alcoholic um, and there was just a lot of things going on in his brain and a lot of things going on in our family as well. Anyway, the psychic you know, wrote out some things and everything was pretty much bang on. She said, you know, he's a madman, um, a bunch of other things, and he will soon get what's coming to him. And I looked at that and I, and I remember thinking, what the heck does that mean? Sure enough, within the next year, he was dead. He passed away from alcoholism. And I remember looking back on that several times and just thinking, man, like there had to be something else at play there. Like there's no way that this woman could know every single thing about what I had asked. And for me, that was, I guess, a pivotal moment for me believing in all of that. You know, it was something where I was... I don't want to say I was skeptical before that, but you know, I that was kind of like the proof. It was like, bam, like this stuff's for real. <laughs> this stuff actually is for real. And my mum had always cultivated that belief as well. So that's yeah, that was that was kind of I guess the first instance for me where it was very like this is real. Mm. You know, like this stuff is real. Mm. And yeah, I've always remembered that. And I, I've always told you about this too, Libby. Like, mm. you know, I've always told you about this story and um, because it's just so impactful, so profound in my life that that was one of the, the shaping points of this belief system that I have now. Mm. And I think we kind of have those points in our lives of you know, the pivotal moments where things just change for us on the spiritual journey. Mm. You know, like it just kind of like switches and it's like, oh my God, like this, is, this, ain't, this ain't nothing to screw around with. Like this is legit. Mm. This actually is is it so yeah that's such a such a cool story and i'm sure so many people can relate to that as well of just like you know doubting doubting like oh, what's this person up to how can they how can how can someone 
share information with you that you have like that they have no access to and then I think when these things happen and they're you know because often like in the spirit in the spirit realm they like we can see a lot further in mm. advance in, t- in terms of time so yeah. when information is shared with us we expect it to unfold almost immediately mm. and then it's often not till like sometimes you know months years later yeah that it's like oh my gosh that reading was actually correct and you know just didn't see it in that time frame i actually had that recently i had a client message me recently and she's like that's like that reading that you gave me a year ago she's like it's happening now Mm. and she said like she expected it to happen within a few weeks and it didn't so she kind of just lost faith or was like oh whatever like it's just one of those things that didn't unfold yeah and now she's like what like it's happening a year later yeah so and it it happens all the time you know with with any sort of reading it i believe it's important to to kind of you know believe in it you know believe that the information that the messages that are coming through are real and are actually for you but remove all concept of time and remove, I guess, the the idea that, you know, it, well, it has to happen now, but kind of just plant it to the side. If it doesn't make sense at this very moment, you know, chances are it will make sense in the future. Mm. You know, put it to the side for a bit. And also, like, one of, one of my fears around even getting into the spiritual realm and believing readings and, and this sort of thing was because I was so afraid of what information would come through. Yeah. Like, if you look at that information that you receive, that's not pleasant information. Like, no. you're going to lose your best friend and then your father's going to pass away and your brother's a lost soul. Like, yeah. that's not really a high vibe, <laughs> lovely. Execu- like, that executive would turn, summary. That would turn me off <laughs> spirituality. In conclusion, <laughs> you will have these <laughs> yeah and so that was always my like i was always so afraid of having a reading like that or something bad like that happening in my life and mm. you know and i i definitely remember like before you know like for me growing up with this fear like it was the work of the devil and mm. you know anything of the spiritual realm was like not to be trusted um, it was your mind playing tricks on you, you know, all this, I remember having some crazy dreams as a child and my parents saying like, it's the devil, like the devil just plays tricks on your mind oh, wow. and the devil plays tricks on your mind and you don't have to believe it. It's just the devil. So I always had this like fear of anything that was outside of my, you know, waking reality, like unless it was pleasant, you know, like if it was a nice dream, then that was lovely. Mm. But I went through this stage of, so 10, no, 12, 13, 12 years ago, I hopped on a one-way ticket to London. And, you know, just talking about like, how did I go from fear to now actually beginning to trust and believe, yeah, yeah, and with faith and, you know, have discernment, of course, like we don't always have to take everything that is shared with us with, you know, with as total gospel, yeah, you have to be discerning. And sometimes, if we don't like a message that we hear, then we can choose to take it or leave it. <laughs> but for me, it's around like it was on this trip, on the plane trip from New Zealand to London about twelve years ago, and you know, didn't think anything of it. Just excited to go move across the world, and I hopped off in Singapore in this transit. And it was the most insane experience that I had experienced to date, like at that point in my life. 
And I looked around and I had all of these flashbacks of recurring dreams that I had as a child. Mm. And I had these dreams as a child, you know, between the ages of like four to seven, I want to say, maybe older, Mm. where I was in this, it was like, it was a shopping mall kind of thing. And it was a shopping mall. It was just this indoor kind of thing. And there was like a forest inside. There was water everywhere. It looked very futuristic. And when I hopped out of the plane and into Singapore airport and had these memories just flooding back, I'm like, what? Like, this is, this is my dream, except it's not a shopping mall. It's an airport. Hmm. Now, for anyone who has been to Singapore Airport in the last several years, right? So I was telling the story to my... I remember texting my sister at the time. I'm like, you'll never guess what. Remember those recurring dreams that I used to have? She's like, yes. Like, I'm here. Like, this is it. I'm at Singapore Airport. Like, it's yeah, Singapore wow. Airport. And, you know, didn't think anything. I was like, oh, I had my dream. It was a shopping mall, but that's okay. Because sometimes in the astral realm, things are a little bit different. And mind you, at this stage, I didn't know about spirituality. All I knew was religion. Mm. And I was like, but this, to me, doesn't make sense. Like, how could I dream something when I hadn't even left the country? Like, this was my first trip leaving the country 12 years ago. I hadn't even traveled overseas. Yeah. And... And so, you know, this this is just blowing my mind wide open. Like, what? Anyway, when Dane and I were living in Bali several years ago, we did a visa run from Bali to Singapore. Lo and behold, guess what? We walked out of the airport and Singapore Airport has built an indoor shopping mall, futuristic shopping mall, with the forest inside and the waterfalls it it's was beautiful. The place from my dreams. Wow. What? Yeah. <laughs> so that for me was really like the seed being planted of maybe it's not all bad. Like yeah. maybe there is actually some really beautiful things. Maybe this is just, you know, like the universe, spirit, God, consciousness, my soul showing me that I'm actually on the right path in yeah. my life. So for me, it felt really comforting and it felt really beautiful to just know that, ah, there's actually something else that I don't know about Mm. that's guiding me and playing a massive role in my life. It was really comforting. Yeah, wow. So I guess, you know, from that, so previously you had this belief that that it was bad, right? Mm -hmm. Like the spiritual realm was Mm -hmm. bad and that kind of gave you that instant belief. And you touched on something before about, you know, bad news mm. and kind of getting bad news in a reading and you didn't want to do that. Mm. What are your what are your what are your feelings, your thoughts and perspectives on bad news and readings? Like if you re- if you were to receive bad news, how would you view it now? Mm. And I say bad news like something that you probably don't want happen. Like mm. how, do, how do you view that now versus how you would have viewed it? previously mm. well now i know about the like nothing is set in stone yeah. like nothing is set in stone so when we're living you know we've got our past and this is a physical experience that we in the physical have experienced mm-hmm. but our future is not yet written like we through the decisions that we make every single day we're creating our future and we're creating the experience of life that we have you know for example and just a silly small example this morning on my run i was like okay should i take a right here at this you know at this forest 
you know, track or shall I keep going on the road path? Mm. And, you know, it's such a small decision, but my mind was going into like the butterfly effect and, you know, what would happen if I went that way instead of that way, right? So in a day, we have so many decisions that we can make. And with every decision, we are creating our reality. So if we don't like something that we hear in a reading, and I actually had this happen a couple of years ago, I, if we don't like something that we hear in a reading, there's a couple of things that we can do. Like the first thing is really use discernment, right? Like, do you trust the person who's giving the reading? Yeah. Oftentimes what I notice is that in the old paradigm, the old way of giving readings, people are giving readings from the middle realm, which is like they're working with spirits who aren't of the highest light. They're mm. not necessarily working with their relationship with source. Mm. They're actually tuning into another spirit in the middle realm, which is our realm, which we don't want to be working with spirits in this realm unless we're passing them over or something. Mm. And, you know, so that's the first thing, like be really, really discerning, mindful of who the reading's actually from. Mm -hmm. And then really ask yourself, like, is there truth in this? Right? So is there actually any truth in this? And if there is truth in this, and let's say you get given a reading and or you get given some guidance and it's like, a warning sign right mm. we can still change our reality because it's like hey based on the decisions that you're currently making in your life this is the trajectory that you are headed mm. so if we receive something that we don't like about ourselves we can make new choices to change so we tune into then what our desired outcome would be yeah and then make decisions that would align to that mm. Does that answer the question? I feel like we could do a whole episode it on this. It does, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, it, it does. And I think that's actually a really good segue into uh, one of the store, well, mm. one of your stories. Mm. So the beauty about this conversation and this episode is that we kind of know each other's stories, <laughs> you know, because we've talked about it so much. We've talked about all these stories for so much. But I think that's a perfect segue yeah. into, I guess, one of your crazy spiritual encounters. Mm. So would you like to... Would you like to share the one I think I'm thinking of? Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll see if we're, see if we're thinking of the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so six years ago, just over six, six and a half years ago at the time of recording this, it was 2015, it's 2022 now, 2015, I was backpacking through Southeast Asia with a girlfriend. And Dane and I had just met uh, at the beginning of 2015. And he was in New Zealand and my friend and I were just backpacking through Southeast Asia and it was fun. We both had three months off work. We were, I was working at this time for, you know, it was before I was an entrepreneur and I got given three months off work. So as we were traveling through Southeast Asia, I was doing a lot of meditation in the temples. Like, you know, you go to Southeast Asia, there's temples everywhere. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, what should we do today? Let's go to another temple. Let's, temple. Let's, <laughs> like, temple. let's go visit this really beautiful ancient temple. Let's go over there. Oh, it's a temple. Oh, another temple. Another let's go temple. visit this temple. Temple, temple, temple. <laughs> should we take a photo of this temple? <laughs> anyway, so we're going to all these temples and I'm doing a lot of meditation. In these, in these temples. Now, mind you, I had been on a spiritual path now for four or five years. Like my, my, I guess you could call them spiritual gifts had been opening. I was now really in tune with, um, you know, with the spirit realm since that encounter in Singapore, five years or four, four and a half years prior to, or nearly five years prior to that, I just 
like dove straight into learning everything that I could possibly learn about the universe, about spirit, about consciousness. Um, so here I was in Southeast Asia and what I was also doing was drinking a lot and it's not like just what it highlighted for me there in Southeast Asia traveling around was how much I actually was drinking. Now I was a big party girl. I loved, loved, loved to party. My whole life revolved around the next party, when I could drink next, like all I wanted to do in my life was have fun. And to be fair, that's kind of true now, but there's a little bit more <laughs> deeper intentions behind it. There's so many other things that I want to achieve. <laughs> uh, anyway, sidetrack. So I was drinking a lot and I was meditating in this, like for anyone that's been to Southeast Asia, we were, you know, we started in Thailand and made our way around through Vietnam or through Cambodia, through Vietnam, then back up through Laos and then back down to Thailand again. So we did a, a beautiful loop over three months. And through Cambodia, I remember just like getting absolutely annihilated. Like, so we'll visit temples, I'd be doing all this meditation, I'd be so grateful, you know, I was so grateful for life. I was, you know, just so stoked that I had three months of work that I could even do this experience, like this trip of a lifetime. Uh, and I, yeah, honestly, like it was just like, I could no longer handle drinking. Like if, if whatever I'd been like in the past, I'd been a mess, absolutely. But from now, what I was noticing was that I would have like a couple of beers and be blackout drunk, like could not remember anything. Like you're wasted. Yeah, just like, but I couldn't, like it was like blackout from two or three beers. Hmm. And you know, in the past I would have had maybe 12 beers, like, so, you know, anyway, what this trip really, really, really highlighted was my drinking problem, right? Like I realized that I, like, this was not just me being a party girl and loving to drink. This was like a huge problem in yeah. my life. Like as I was traveling with my friend, she would you know have one or two beers should be fine should be able to take it or leave it would go to a new place and she'd be like oh no i'm just gonna have tea or i'm just gonna have like some water you know we've been drinking the last three nights like let's just let's just chill out and i couldn't understand like how it was so simple for her so i was like why is it so hard for me just to not drink like what's wrong with me mm. and so i i already knew at this stage which we can share another story another time maybe. Um, it just I knew that I was not meant to drink. Like I knew the vibration of alcohol. I knew that when I put alcohol in my body, it opens me up to, you know, all sorts of spirits. And what I then realized was happening was me drinking. Like number one, I was in like deep, deep, deep addiction. I couldn't like, if I started, I couldn't stop. <laughs> like I, my goal was to get blackout drunk. Like, mm -hmm. and I didn't even know that was not normal. Mm. So it was on this trip that this was highlighted because I'm with my friend. She's known me for, I don't know, nearly my whole life. And we used to be the same in terms of our partying. And now I could see like her being my mirror that I was in the shit. <laughs> like I was not okay. Mm. So there had been so many conversations and so many times on that trip where she was like, Libby, like you're like, your drinking is a problem. Like this is not normal. 
And there were a couple of occasions where she's like, I could just feel that she was so upset with me or frustrated with me or, you know, I'd put her in danger because of my drinking. And so I was feeling pretty shit <laughs> about that. And I remember one night in Laos, we had just crossed the border. We just spent a month in Vietnam and I'd lost all my stuff. So like I'd lost like my handbag. Luckily, I still had my passport, lost my phone. Um, just like it, it got it got stolen. And here I am realizing that shit, like I'm the one that's caused this. If I hadn't been drunk, that wouldn't have happened. And so we were staying in this like hotel backpacker kind of accommodation. And, you know, people in the backpackers were going out partying. And I was like, nah, I can't. Like, I really cannot. And I was laying in bed that night, like, crying and asking for help. Like, I was like, I think it was the first time I prayed to God. Like, I'd been meditating. I'd been going into the ancient wisdom of the land and of the temples. And in this moment, I was like, God, like, Jesus, like, like I need help. Like, and, you know, I was really calling on my religious upbringing here because I was, I didn't know what to do. I was like, I really need help. Like, I had, this is a problem and this, this isn't who I am. Like, I know that I'm not this person who's in addiction. I know that I'm not meant to have a drinking problem. I know that I'm not meant to live with this amount of shame and guilt and I don't know what to do. Like, please help, please help, please help, please help, please help. And I just remember literally like, like praying myself to sleep pretty much. It would have been about 10 p.m. where I was in Southeast Asia, maybe 9, 30, 10 p.m. and going to sleep. And anyway, went to sleep, didn't think anything of it, woke up in the morning, went to use the, you know, in our backpackers, they have like a one computer that sometimes oh, yeah. you can use. Yeah. So we had like, that was Skype. yeah, yeah. So I went on that and like logged into Facebook and checked my messages. And I had a message from you, babe, Dane, had a message from Dane being like, oh my God, you're never going to guess my dream last night. Dun, dun, dun. Part two. So yeah thanks so this this story is told in two parts uh, libby's part libby's experience and then my experience so on this very same evening i i went to sleep i had a, a cool day before i'd been to rugby i'd done whatever it was that i did in that time you know i can't even remember it was so long ago but i was i was kind of in a similar mindset but that's all stories for a different day but anyway i went to sleep that night and I thought nothing of it, but during the night I had this crazy dream, this dream which stuck with me, and it stuck with me, and it stuck with me ever since. And in this dream, I remember I was sitting down on, I was sitting on a couch, and I was watching TV, and there was something to do with Libby on the TV, like she was represented as the TV, and the TV was like, it was showing... Um, you know how in dreams, there's just, you don't, it doesn't look exactly like what it's supposed to look like, but it has that feel. It's like when you meet someone in your dream, it doesn't look like the person, but it's just the energy mm, which is represented, you know, it's it's actually them, or you dream of a tree, but it's actually your friend or something, mm. whatever. It's just the energy that is associated with that image. And so I was watching this TV and there was just something about the TV that made me realize that it was Libby. 
Anyway, so I'm sitting there watching the TV and on the TV screen in the stream is some happy images. It's like fun and happy and vib vibrant, vivacious and everything that Livy is and was at that stage as well. It was cool, you know, watching TV, bam, bam, bam. But then as I'm continuously watching the TV, this image just flashes on it, bang, bang, bang. And the images of a demon face. And if anyone's ever seen the movie The Exorcist, the remake of it, or I can't remember if, if it was on the original, but there is this, this demonic image that just pops up every now and then in the movie, just pops up to let you know that something is not right about what's, what you're about to see in this movie. Sure enough, I'm watching TV and this exact thing happens. Boom, this image pops up. Boom, this demonic image pops up. Boom, this demonic image pops up. I'm like, what the heck is this? And it pops up more and more and more and more until boom, it's on the screen and it's completely replaced the happy, vibrant, vivacious images that were on the screen. Bearing in mind and remembering that the TV is a representation of Libby. So I'm like, what the heck is that? I get up in the stream and I'm like, nah, this ain't cool. And I grab a rope of some sort and I tie it to the TV and I tie it to this face and this face is fully formed into this demonic presence. Kind of like the movie The Ring. I don't know if anyone's ever seen the movie The Ring. I, I, I um, recite a lot of pop culture, by the way. But in the movie The Ring, this demonic girl comes out of a TV screen and she like crawls towards the, the, the main character. In The Ring? Or in, the, in The Ring. Oh, in The Ring. But this happened in my dream. You know, this, this figure popped up and it started like coming out of the TV. So I grabbed this rope and I'm like, nah, I'm not having you. So I grab it, boom, tie it around. And I start yanking at this demon. I start yanking at this demon, starting to pull it out, pull it out because it's fully formed. And I'm like, nah, I'm not having you in there, boom. And I just rip it out, boom. And I rip the whole thing out, rip the, rip the demon out of this TV. And then it dissipates and then it goes, wow. and disappears. And then in that moment, I go, whoa. No, actually, before that, I look back at the TV and it's happy again. And it's happy and vivacious and vibrant. Mm. And it's, yeah, back to its regular programming. Mm. And then, boom, I wake up and I'm like, what the heck? Like, you know those dreams that you have where it's not a dream? It's something different. Like, you can, you can, you can differentiate between a normal dream and, like, a prophetic message or, like, some sort of like a spiritual encounter or spiritual experience. Like this was a spiritual encounter or spiritual experience. Like there was something different about this dream. Mm. And then when I messaged you in the morning and said, man, I had this crazy dream. You probably actually remember this, what happens next a lot better than I do. But I remember messaging you and being like, man, that was crazy. And then you messaged back and said something like, whoa, what? Like, okay, I've got to tell you about my experience. Mm. And so that's when, you know, Libby shared her side of mm. that experience which was just like like the combination of the two you know me having that that dream of extracting a demon and then Libby waking up with well I, I don't remember if you shared that part but what you what you woke up with beyond that dream yeah well it was like I knew in that moment that life was about to change like I, I it was I can't remember what month maybe like October or something something like that yeah yeah and you know, it was a couple of, maybe like a month later, I came back to New Zealand and Dane and I met up in Philippines and then came back to New Zealand. But I, I knew, like, I remember knowing that I couldn't really drink anymore. And then I remember catching up with a friend and, 
yeah, like I like I can't remember if I shared that experience with her, but I like I shared with her like so much has happened on this trip, and she's like, I can't wait to hear more about it. Like, let's catch up and let's talk about it. Mm. And so, you know, she was really intrigued, and I remember going to catch up with her and knowing I was like, you know, I just I know that I can't drink anymore, and I just know that like I'm I'm about to get my life on track. And, you know, we're catching up over glasses of wine. (laughs) (laughs) The irony. But I didn't know any, I didn't know how to live differently, but I did know, like, coming back from that trip, I knew that something had changed. Like, whether it was, you know, a combination of, you know, the reflection of having my friend right there with me, all the meditation in those temples and the ancient energy and just all the energy that's around in Southeast Asia. And... You know, and then that experience, like, but I woke up that I remember like waking up that morning and being like, something's different, like something's going to change. And knowing that there was a bigger reason as to why I was here in this life, you know, why I was here and that there was some things that I had to do. And yeah, I had no idea what was about to happen, but you know, several months, several months went by or several months later, within a few months, October, November, November, December, December, January. January, So four months later from that, I found myself in hospital from another night out drinking after I promised not to drink ever again. And I haven't had a drink since. Haven't looked back. It was six years ago, this Sunday. Six yeah, six years ago this Sunday. This Sunday wow. Yeah, wow, so, haven't had a drink in six years. Yeah, and these experiences are, are powerful. You know, these experiences are you know, I guess every single spiritual encounter or spiritual experience is like a sign or a uh, a message or just like a nudge, you know, to let you know, hey, you know, it's you're kind of on the right path or maybe hey here's a message for you to keep you going on your path and we've got we've got dozens more like just of ourselves and then individually we've got countless stories to be able to share we'd be here all day if we could um but i think you know with all of these encounters and all these spiritual things it's important to to take note of them it's important to either write them down in a journal or at least at least consciously try and remember them because your own spiritual encounters. Your, your own, not ours. Yeah, don't 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 sit there writing ours down. Um, you can, you can if you want. We may have a pop quiz in one episode. What was the name of the? What was the name of the country? What country was Libya in when she had the blah blah? That could be really fun. It could be really fun. Maybe we could do that one day. But you know, it's it's important for you to to just take note of them because all of the. All, it's kind of like a jigsaw puzzle without the pieces you don't know where, where they go and yeah. so when you put the jigsaw pieces down you start to figure out what the actual picture looks like yeah. and then as you have more of these spiritual encounters the more pieces that you'll have and then the greater yeah. the picture will look so for you you know listening to this right now if you've had spiritual encounters or crazy experiences you know we I we you know recommend for you to, to go into those and to just feel into them you know what was the true message of that what was what was it that you know you learned what was it that you heard um, what was it that you know made you really feel about that what what was the difference between that and just a normal encounter you know so yeah writing those down can be a very uh, a very healing process as well mm. and I'll just speak into that so I mean, lots of people that I that I work with or just people in our community 
they'll share with me they'll just say like oh it's all good I remember things like that like I'll remember it and what I have known to be true and what I have found is that you know sometimes it can take years for things to unfold and the details of what can happen in those experiences can be lost and oftentimes it's when we see in hindsight the different things that have happened even years earlier Mm. then that's where we can really discover who we are we can unlock our gifts a lot more as well and really just you know learn about about the things that are actually for us in this life and yeah just to give you an example i i wrote a dream down that I had 11 years ago and it's now starting to make sense. Wow. So like it was almost like every, it took about six years for the first piece to make sense and now the, the final piece of that dream that I had 11 years ago is now just beginning to unfold and make sense. That's so cool. Yeah. 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 So, so definitely write them down. <laughs> write them down. Definitely write them down. Um, but yeah, so that's some of our crazy, fascinating, interesting spiritual encounters um, like I said, we could keep going forever about this and just talk to you about everything that we've gone through. But we want to hear you. We want to hear the crazy experience, spiritual encounters that you've encountered. Maybe you've had a similar experience to myself and or Libby. Maybe you've had a reading that was just so accurate. You just don't even know how it could be so accurate. You may have had a, a fascinating dream. You may have seen UFOs. You know, I've seen a UFO. I 100% believe that because it was just so clear, but that's a conversation for another day as well. You may have, I don't know, seen ghosts in your room or felt presence or energies or something. You know, there's, I guarantee that if you're listening to this right now, you've probably had something. (laughs) You know, you wouldn't be drawn to this episode if you hadn't at least had some form of encounter. So we open the... We open the lines of communication. If you do, if you do want to, if you do want to share that, and for us to share that as well, we would love to be able to share that on your behalf, and love to be able to 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 talk about it and discuss it. Then send an email to hello at school of spiritual healing arts dot com. That's hello at school of spiritual healing arts dot com, and we would love to be able to share it. But was there, before we close this off, was there anything else that you wanted to add, Libby? No, I'm just excited that you're here. I'm excited that we're that we're here, that you're here listening and for these conversations getting to take place. So I hope you have enjoyed today and I'm super excited to see you in the next episode. Woohoo, super excited to see you. And the next episode, so next week, we're going to be talking about modalities. <laughs> and we're going to be talking more specifically about one of the incredible ones of shamanism. And that'll be done by my beautiful wife, Libby, here. She'll be talking about shamanism as a certified shamanic expert. Can't wait to hear more about that. But anyway, thank you all so much for being here. We appreciate you all. Sending you so much love and happiness and abundance. And we will see you in the next episode. Ciao. Ciao. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Sosha Podcast. We are eternally grateful for your presence. If you found some value in this episode, please leave a rating, a review, and share it with as many of your friends as possible. And we'll see you inside the next episode of the Sosha Podcast.